Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. So glad you stopped by. We hope that as you listen to today's sermon, the Holy Spirit through his word will refill you, recharge you, and equip you for the rest of your journey with him. Listen to today's sermon. Amen. I was uh, going to give... Uh, understand we have to make it as interactive as possible. I don't know how to. So I was going to give the first assignment that everyone should write out the word Zacchaeus or the name Zacchaeus. <laughs> don't check it out. <laughs> Be very honest with yourself. I struggled with it until I, I went into the Bible to find it. And so at the end, I would find out what your answers were. I'd like us to turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. And I would um, read it. It's quite long, but uh, broken into three or four different um, sects. They're all extremely relevant for the message today. That's why I said God has been very merciful unto us. I'll take it all from the top. I'm reading from the NIV. Chapter 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. He ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down and at once welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to be with a guest of sinner, of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to the house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I would go on and um, read from verse 11, which would be make up another part of the message. The parable of the ten minus. While they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem. And the people thought that the kingdom of God was, was going to appear at once. He said, that's he's trying to say the parable. A man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then return. He called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minus. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But my subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. 
The first one came in and said, Sir, your miner has earned 10 more. Well done, my good servant, his master replied, because you have been trustworthy in very small matter. Take charge of 10 cities. The second came and said, Sir, your miner has earned five more. The master answered, Take charge of five cities. Then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your miner. I've kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you were a hard man. You take out what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. The master replied, I'll judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I am a hard man, taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow? Why then didn't you put my money on deposit? So that when I came back, I could have collected it with interest. Then he said to those standing by, take this miner away from him and give it to the one who has 10 miners. Said, they said, he already has 10. He replied, I tell you that it, I told I you that to everyone who has more will be given, but for one or the one who has nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But those enemies of mine did not want me to be king over them. Bring them here and kill them in front of me. In the third part, Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king, which is extremely relevant to what we're celebrating today as Palm Sunday. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethage and Bethany at a hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find a cult tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it, as he had told them. As they were untying the cult, its owners asked them, why are you untying the cult? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the cult, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. Then he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives. And the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encycle you and helm you on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone 
on another because you did not recognize the type of God's coming to you. In the final part, Jesus at the temple. When Jesus entered the temple courts, he began to drive out those who were selling. It is written, he said to them, my house will be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Every day he was teaching at the temple, but the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the leaders among the people were trying to kill him, yet they could not find any way to do it because all the people hung on his words. Amen. A rather long one. But there are so many um, learnings from this that could make a whole month's um, preach. Um, but would we'll try to keep it to the subject matter of today. Um, there are things we learn in here. I'll take it from the bottom, which I think is most relevant for this particular day. When Jesus entered Jerusalem. Um, we learn one thing in here, that indeed Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And on this day, it's a reminder to all of us, all believers, all people of the nations, that indeed Jesus is King. He is Lord of Lords. And what he did was in fulfillment of prophecy that was written in Zechariah 9.9. Zechariah prophesied of this um, thousands of years before. He said, Zechariah 9.9, I rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on a foal of a donkey. Praise the Lord. So this was long revealed, and Jesus Christ actually um, fulfilled this prophecy on that special day. Some commentators were arguing that why would Jesus request for a donkey because he would normally not request for anything and he would not like to be praised and worshipped. But um, we believe that this was in fulfillment of the gospel and he had to do it. And um, some argue, why did he use a donkey? Why didn't he use a, a horse and all that kind of thing? And um, well, I read up a bit about it. And donkeys were used those days, but of course, kings and powerful people coming for warfare and conquest would ride on horses. But this actually symbolizes humility and peace that Jesus was coming with. And we're told in the, in the book of Revelation that yes, when he returns back to judge, he's going to ride in horses and it's going to be fierce um, at the warfare time. But with this, he came in peace, in humility, um, like the King Jesus would always portray himself. Um, but we're told also that in biblical times, some important people wrote on it especially if they were traveling. So people who see them coming would not believe or think that they are coming uh, for war, but just passing through peacefully. Um, we learn also that the people who were already having their festival, it was a season in the Passover season, they were out there um, on the ground celebrating. When the head Jesus was coming, all rushed to him and gathered to him. Because earlier in the script, we learned that um, most of the people even thought that the kingdom was here. And there was going to be like a takeover, a coup d'etat or something where Jesus was going to take over as king. And uh, many of the people were excited and celebrating and rejoicing the coming of Jesus Christ. And uh, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. And Hosanna actually means savior, savior, or save us. The savior is here. Praise be to your holy name. 
So that's again another confirmation that Jesus is Lord. And we believe as till today, shout Hosanna across the world. That Jesus is King, Jesus is Lord. So his mission on earth was actually to do the master's will. And he came in, he did it, he's been crowned king and in the hearts of men. And um, that is extremely important. The palm trees and other things that they used, I wouldn't go into the significance of that, um, but the people were worshiping God uh, all around, the disciples and the people came around. And that's what we believe as to till today. The second interesting thing about the, Jesus's entry into Jerusalem was that we learned earlier in the scripture that when Jesus looked up into Jerusalem, he wept. And I wondered why Jesus would weep. He was being praised. He was coming to Jerusalem. He was coming um, to do the master's will. Why would he weep? But the scripture tells us that he said, if even you had, if even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. Um, I believe Jesus saw the picture of his own painful death on the cross uh, and the plentiful work that was at hand, all the souls that needed to be saved, the religiosity, the bureaucracy, the, 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 all the issues in, in the temple and the land. The, I think he saw into the hearts of men and just wept for them, if only they knew. And um, Jesus actually focused on his mission. So for me, the tears, the weeping actually just show that he wasn't distracted or flattered by all the praises. He was still focused on his mission. And his mission was souls, 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 because of the love and passion he had for the world. And so um, Jesus just focused on that. And we learn on that days right after he got into Jerusalem, he went into the temple, started cleaning it up, beating up the people, asking them to leave and challenging them to, to do the right thing in the temple. And um, we also learn later on in the verse that he spent the rest of his days teaching and teaching and teaching. So Jesus focused on his mission as the second part. And um, back again on the tears, um, I think when he saw the enormity of the task ahead, the number of souls that were yet to be converted to him or to accept the kingdom, he knew that definitely some people needed to continue the work. Obviously, that's why he trained disciples, and that's why he asked that we go ahead to all ends of the world to continue this work. So you find out in, the, in my third point, or third learning in here, that indeed the master needs us. The master needs us. And then, the whole thing is about the fact that that work that he was doing in the temple, that teaching, reaching the ends of the world, I mean, he just had a few days, he could not carry it all on, on, his, on his own. And that he has commissioned us actually to go and continue the work. In Matthew 28, 19, it tells us clearly that therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I'll be with you always to the very end of time. Um, Jesus expects his disciples to continue this great work. And today his disciples are you and I. Thank God that some disciples were obedient. They carried on the mission. They kept their lives daily on the mission. And then today we far away here in West Africa, people in Asia, people in America and everywhere around the world, 
have come to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So today we can all join hands in our hearts with all believers across the world and say, Hosanna, 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 Jesus our Savior, because he has saved us. And that is indeed good news. Amen. Yeah. So three, three things from his entry. Um, Jesus is established as King of Kings. Two, he kept focused on his mission, that souls. And three, he looked to us to continue the work that uh, he has access to do. In Acts 1.8, he, he gave us all the power in there. He says that but, uh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is to all of us. And the question I have here for our, all of us, Jesus would want, us to, would want to ask us, is whether we are carrying on this work, whether we are being used to fulfill this great mission he has asked us to do. Spend a moment to think about it. How are you doing it as an individual? How are you living your life daily to fulfill this commission? Well, some would be feeling unworthy, not sure whether they are qualified to do that, not sure whether they are well-educated or equipped to do that. But the word tells us that when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he'll give us the power to do that. You can simply ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He'll show you exactly what to do. We have the word and we have access to it. And many things in there you can learn and share with a friend. You learn something new, you're excited about it. You can also tell somebody about, about Jesus. But um, again, in the same Luke chapter 19, Jesus teaches us a few things or us, admonishes us in various ways, which would encourage us or even help us or give us some tips on us to what to use and how to go about it. That's how to live your life as a mission. First, um, we read a story of Zacchaeus, which was in the beginning part of the, of the chapter. And uh, reading through the story, there are some interesting uh, learnings there that Jesus would want us all to know and apply. And um, this again, uh, resonates with me with what was thought a couple of weeks ago in Accra Community Church on stewardship. When Jesus gives us a commission, he actually entrusts the nations into us as believers. We are stewards, we are to use his resources, we are supposed to use gifts and talents he's given us to go out there and make disciples of all nations on a daily basis with our lives. And so I, I just recall the teaching that um, a brother can share with us on stewardship. That's with our time, with our um, talents and our treasures. And uh, if we can deploy these three things on a daily basis in creative ways, wherever we find ourselves, we'll be able to live our lives daily on a mission. And we will not have to actually want to go into the Bible school to be a clergy with a collar and a tie and ordained before we do that. Every single day in our lives, we have the opportunity to witness. And um, from the story of Zacchaeus, uh, I learned one interesting thing. Make time or spend time with bad guys. Spend time with bad guys. And um, that's, that shook me a little bit because I was wondering, wow, 
where is this coming from? Jesus intentionally stopped, looked up, and found a man who was a bad guy, or who was known as a bad guy, or perceived as a bad guy. There are many people that we may not be allowed to judge, but you can tell that this guy has an opportunity to get to know Christ from his ways. And you can actually uh, target such a person and say, hey, I need to spend some time with you in very creative ways. Just a conversation in the bus stop, phone call. Um, just you have a minute. How is home? How is everything? What, how are things going? Just check up on one another. And then I think the opportunity will come. When Jesus called Zacchaeus, everyone was surprised and shocked. But instantly Zacchaeus repented and gave his life to Christ. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. He didn't come to save the righteous. He came to seek and save the lost. So yes, we have many opportunities around us every day in our workplaces, in our communities, our neighbors. Some of our WhatsApp platforms, we have some old school mates that you know you've got to reach out to backstage. You know it, but somehow you keep deferring it. You just can't spot them out. Can we do a little more? Can we take it out and say, yes, we will, we will, we will do this? So they can spend some time deliberately um, to, to do this. I had a, I had a story very recently. A guy told me about how he came to know Christ. He was a really naughty guy. His father was a minister in Nigeria. And um, he, he was singing in the choir. He was very talented. And he still is. And uh, in the university, he got into bad company, got into drinking, smoking, and all, doing all kinds of vices. It got so bad that he actually dropped out of school, always drunk and always filled with um, uh, marijuana. So um, someone met him on the street and said, Guy, I'd like to get to know you better. Well, the guy walked him home, and then he visited him once or twice, just regular visits and regular conversations. And he invited him to church. He never honored his invitation. Then a um, few weeks later, there was a special guest service in the gentleman's church. So he came back and invited his friend, who's called Blessing. Um, so Blessing said, all right, I'll think about it. On the day of the service, his friend arrived two hours early at his home, waited for him. And this friend, Blessing, was not ready to go. But because this guy was persistent and was there, he just had to make a decision. Well, he felt like having his last um, roll of, 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 uh, of, what do you call it, marijuana. And to the guy's surprise, he thought that would ward him off to go. But he stayed and watched him, kept on the conversation like normal. And when he was done, he said, are you ready now? Let's go to church. He said, look, I am so drunk and intoxicated. I can't come with you. He said, Jesus needs you. He's waiting for you. I told Jesus you were coming. Well, the guy took his shirt and went to church with him. That day, this guy said, for strange reasons, he was so excited. He danced, but he thought that he knew his friend knew that he was high. <laughs> but he danced like never before. But he got sober by the time the worship was done. He listened to the message and ran quickly forward and gave his life to Christ. He never turned back till today. Today, he's a minister and the head of prayer in his ministry right here in Accra. He's moved to Accra in an IT professional in a multinational company. So this is a guy who just spent time with a bad guy. And I'm, a, I'm encouraged by his testimony. So we can do that. That's just time. 
as for the talent and treasure, I think um, we have it on the platform. Ken actually went into details on how we can use that. But when we apply that intentionally to winning souls, carrying on this great work, this enormous task that actually made Jesus weep, yes, that the people didn't know, they were the same people who were going to cry, crucify him, crucify him, few days later. If we knew the enormity of the task, then we would carry on this stewardship with every seriousness and go out to all the nations. So let's apply our gifts, our treasure, our talents. There's a large sect of Christians as well who have given up. I don't want to use the word backsliding, but who are kind of burdened. I'm not part of any church or any fellowship and weak. And I found myself in that group not long ago. People like that need the same time and attention with treasure talents. With Accra Community Church, for instance, with the Thursday seminars that were ongoing on the financial literacy and all that, that's how come I got introduced to it. Because people like Park and Joe would forward these things to me time and time again, and I'll play them. And I connected with them because they were areas of need for me. When I got invited, I, I just loved the company as well, and then I stayed. So your talents, all the things that you teach, it could be music, it could be financial literacy, it could be counseling, the gifts God has given to you, gifts of encouragement and word of knowledge. We need to apply them. Just need the courage to do so. You can ask the Holy Spirit to help you and he'll give you the power to do that. Third part of this is that there are great rewards and also consequences. So for Christians, let us press on. Whilst we do this, let us remember that those who use these talents will be multiplied. More responsibilities will be given to us. More territories will be given to us. More rewards will be given to us. Right here on earth and in heaven as well. For those who refuse to bow to the king and worship him as Lord or accept him, there's judgment as, as well for them. And the Bible tells us here in Luke 19, 27, but those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them in here, kill them right in front of me. This is judgment, this hellfire, and this again, it feels what um, scripture tells us. So let's spend our time, our hearts, our love, to continue this passion that Jesus has because he really does not want to see judgments upon people who do not accept him as Lord. So let's take action now. I took this from Ken's message and I said, um, it is better to do something than doing nothing at all. Um, whatever little talent you believe you have, little time you believe you have, the microsecond you have, it's better to use it to save one soul than to do nothing at all. Rushing on to conclude, um, just want us to be reminded that today, the world all over joins the people of Jerusalem to celebrate Jesus as our King and Lord. Let's spend a moment to thank him that he's King over our lives. Let's rejoice, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the highest. Two, his passion, just for the people, he continued and he focused on that mission, that work that the master called him to do. He never wavered from it. And three, he charges us to continue on this mandate, to send the same gospel, the same mission around the world. And so daily in our lives, we can connect with the three things that were mentioned ahead earlier. Our time, our talents, our treasure, whatever knowledge and experience we have, use it out, out of love, to snatch people out of that um, hellfire. Um, in a book um, from Mark Cahill, that's one thing you can't 
do in heaven. He quotes um, C. Spurgeon as follows, which I like to read to the church, which is you and I, that um, if there be any one point in which a Christian church ought to keep its fervor at a white heat, it is concerning missions. If, there's, if there be anything about which we cannot tolerate lukewarmness, it is the matter of sending the gospel to the dying world. The master needs us. He needs our time. He needs us wholeheartedly every single day in our lives, no matter how little. So let's make a decision today. Let's send the gospel out. In Jesus' name. Thank you very much. I hope that you have something out of this and you can put it in action. I'd like to pray with us. Okay. We hope this sermon blessed you. If it did, will you consider sharing it with a friend? And if you're in Accra looking for a spirit-filled community to worship with, why don't you join us at Mikado Plaza, Aboni Junction, Accra, on Sundays from 9 to 10.30 a.m. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Accra Church and visit our website, accrachurch.org, for more sermons. God bless you.